You're listening to a preview of a premium episode of Champagne Sharks. To get access to this premium episode, as well as the full archive of back premium bonus episodes, go to patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Champagne Sharks and sign up for only $5 a month. For only $5 a month, you get this and every other premium bonus episode, meaning double the content. It's a great deal. And without further ado, here is the preview. Ouch, that's too tight, Manny. Don't tell me how to do this, boy. I've been wrapping white folks all my life. All my life. Babies, I wrapped one in, and when they growed up and took on too much corn liquor, then I wrapped t'other in. Ah, then what made you leave home? Well, old John Brown said he's going to give us freedom. But shuckins, if this here cancers is freedom, then I ain't got no use for it. No, sir. Me neither. I just want to get back home to Texas and set till kingdom come. Ugh. Uh, I don't want no parts of this freedom. Man, I... I man, I love that clip, man. That's just... What is it you were telling us about? Uh, that's the Santa Fe Trail. Like, I found that uh, clip... That's a, there's a lot of people uh, still living on uh, that. Just a yeah, nice refined, sir. refined version of it. Like, you know, uh, that's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, that movie is in the public domain. Like, uh, the studio didn't even bother to <laughs> try to keep the copyright. So I'm guessing they're not too proud of it. I would think they would renew the copyright just to keep it from ever seeing the light of day. <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen it, and I, I don't, you know, that clip is enough for me to never want to see it. So, oh, I love watching movies like that. Uh, I want, you know, I what? that might be movies. interesting though. Like, it's, yeah. it might be interesting because it's not that long ago. It's nineteen forty, you know, and I, I, I think about that. Like, that's probably somebody's grandmother or something acting in that scene. It's got to mm-hmm. suck, you know. You got to tell the grandkids, yeah, hey, yeah. I, I heard you acting a little bit. Uh, you know, can I see some of your stuff? And yeah, you know, she'll be like. Oh uh, no! Forget it. <laughs> she, like that's gotta suck to recite those lines because in the 1940s, you you know that's cooning still. Like you know, it's not people weren't dumb. Hell yeah, yeah. Hell that's, yeah. That's gotta suck to like recite, re, get that script and read those lines, and you know have to go home after that. Man, I wanted. I, I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't think I could do it, man. I, you know, it's just, I know people. You know, got a, you know, their dream. She wanted to be an actress, but I don't think I could go in there and read that script. And you know, it wasn't just the script. She brought it to life with the acting. I could, I could, I could see her in my mind. Her the way she said the words and the way she, I could just, I could picture what she looks like. I can, you know, I, I can't imagine myself doing that. You know what's great that about character life, convincingly. Yeah, you know what's great about um, those types of roles is they really kind of show a lot about white people's fantasies. Like, mammies mean a lot to white people, and 
they have a kind of psychic wound that came from missing out on mammies, a lot of them. Like, you know, a lot of them feel like they missed out on something by not having, uh, you know, a mammy. And I think we talked before about how how at one point um, there was a plan for a mammy memorial in Washington, D.C., like uh, to commemorate uh, the mammies and the wonderful job they did for... uh, a genera- generations of white people and and the loss of mammies and people uh, protested it like crazy. Uh, black people. That's why I say you know old school doesn't really make any excuse because there were a lot of uh, people fighting and protesting back then. You know. Yeah. So it yeah. isn't. Yeah. So so it isn't like you know people. Where yeah, that's like 1922 that they shut it down by protesting. It was 1923 that they uh, shut that down. So 1940, people were uh, woke enough to not go for that, you know? Yeah. So the fact that she did that was just hey, let's do the intro. I just wanted to uh, set set the mood, set the tone with some nice uh, slave vibe. But yeah, no trip down memory lane. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's a champagne sharks. I do not remember if this is a premium or a free episode. So I'm just going to treat it like it's free. And if it's premium, so be it. But remember this Patreon, patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. That's where you go if you want to subscribe. Uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of catch up because I fell behind. But uh, sign up for Patreon and you get double the episodes, the bonus ones and the free ones. So that's $5 a month. And you not only get a bonus episode every week, you also get the whole archive of bonus episodes. So that's like about maybe up to 36, 37 now. If you sign up, Right now, you get all of it. You get basically overnight about 40 hours of listening as soon as you sign up. And then going forward, you get uh, an extra episode a week. Also, if you cannot sign up for the Patreon right now for whatever reason, then tell a friend, tell a family member, tell your wife, tell your side piece, tell whoever is important in your life, whoever you hate whatever share us on your social media uh yep 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 share us on your social media yeah you know and email us around because that always helps too it's always good to get a lot of exposure i mean like look um mike i'm not saying that uh i want to be on my own dick or anything but I think uh, our show is pretty good. I think we are underappreciated. I think that our numbers should be way higher. Like, there's a lot of, like, I'm going to be real about it. There's a lot of trash podcasts out there who are doing better than us, man. And I try not to be a hater. Okay. I try to send out blessings, yeah. but yo, I got to be a hater. You know sometimes. what? We're going to step our, we're gonna step our game up too, though. You know, just to, just to further distinguish ourselves from the rest, you know, uh, to rise above. We're going to, we're gonna put our foot. We're gonna put our foot in it. You are put talking. You're talking, you're talking that bootstraps talk. I don't want it to be twice as good. I 
there there's a lot of mediocrity that's thriving and Man, i want to be undeniable i, I want to be undeniable I think we're already undeniable. I think the audience and the public has to stop being mediocre. I'm putting it on them, man. Okay. They've got to step up their game. <laughs> they are the okay. problem. I'm well, come on, y'all. Catch up with us. Catch up yeah, with no, us. No, they are not sharing this like they should. They are not talking us up. You know what it is, man? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it is, man. A lot of people. They'll listen to this show, but they'll be like, yo, I agree with this. But if I send this out to my friends and family, they might not mm-hmm. give me a big leg at Thanksgiving dinner. They might be like, hey, <laughs> you're you're getting a little too radical. You're going off the plantation. We don't like <laughs> it. You know, they don't they don't want, you know, they want to be like kind of, uh, you know, closet radicals and whatever. But. You know, I yeah, get yeah. I mean, we we all do because I was I, I'm, I'm I'm kind of that way about a couple people that I that I that I, I follow that I I like, uh, but they they do some things that I just know I don't know. Yeah, I'm like that too. But there's some guys I follow who they get a little uh, misogynistic and they lose me. Like you know, uh, they'll say some stuff, and I'm like, why'd you go there? You're making a good point, and now I can't. Yeah, just turn get. get Real MRA. Yeah, and I hate that because first I don't agree with it. And then on top of that, now there's a good point and you've poisoned the whole episode by putting that in there and I can't send this out to people. And, you know, I don't want to call out names, but yeah, some people do uh, get a little MRA-ish in there. But we're not that bad, though. We're not, we're not, we're not that problematic. I don't think so. I think we're pretty fair. Even though a lady on Curious Cat, um, called me misogynistic because but you know she called me misogynistic I'll, actually i'll tell you why i'll tell you why because I'll, I'll be the curious cat she got really mad at me because what happens is every um couple of weeks on curious cat somebody um sends me a question that's just basically like why don't you admit that uh black men are uh patriarchal pigs and then whenever i don't you know, then they get mad at me and say that I'm um, supporting abuse of black women and that being misogynistic. And I'm like, why does everything have to be a zero sum game where it's like you either have to say that uh, black men are shit and agree with it, no matter what the data actually says, or you hate uh, black women? Like, you know, I could I could stand up for black men and be against um the whole divide and conquer thing without you know saying something's uh let me see if I can find it. Um I, can't, I have to go through all these answered questions. I'm having trouble finding it. Uh yeah but okay here it goes um, I answered a question and she said, because somebody was talking about why can't you admit, you know, a black man have patriarchy. And then I had said something like, um, you don't really have patriarchy because there's patriarchy requires a system of power and patronage. You have to be able to have a system behind you to back it up. Like there's a difference between bullying and you know, general misogyny and actual patriarchy. Like black men can be misogynist. Black men can be bullies, you know, to black women. 
that's, you know, totally possible. They can do domestic abuse. They can um, rape a black woman. They can do stuff like that. But there's no system built in. But they can't do it without without consequence. And they can't just do it uh, without, yeah, without consequence. They don't, they, they, we answer to somebody for yeah. that. There's protections in place to protect you from our yeah. There's no well there's no, the, the abuse of no parts. Brock Turner. There's no Brock Turner, in, you know, rampant in the black community, like where uh, people, you know, re- uh, regular black guys are getting the Brock Turner thing. You know that Brock Turner guy who got a uh, slap on the wrist. Yeah, yeah. There's there's not. He got thirty days in the county. Yeah, for raping a woman. Meanwhile, black with two yeah. witnesses. Meanwhile, black guys are the opposite we're getting locked up for rapes we didn't do like we're the number one exonerated for rape um due to dna group that there is you know so i said that and she says um so i said like uh black guys can bully they can be sexist they can be misogynist and that's wrong and that's not excusable and that should be punished but the thing is if a woman chooses to that will be punished if a woman calls uh, domestic abuse on because you know we've all seen it in the hood a bunch of times like uh cops come and pull somebody out the house for domestic abuse call and stuff you know and all this stuff so i said so then she says what you think black women are always taking seriously about domestic violence and the police always believe her over, over a black man which i didn't say always you know i don't say always to anything you know, there's always an exception, but on average, yeah. it's a lot more. Like, there's not, I mean, she's trying to challenge me as if to say that there's this rampant thing of police giving black men the benefit of the doubt. And I'd love to know where she lives. Because even black, even black police don't give you, don't give black men a, a consistent benefit of the doubt. Uh, hell no. I just read an article the other day where a bunch of the uh, black officers were going in on their black chief for giving preferential treatment to the white officers. So, Oh, I, I totally believe it. Yeah. So, I mean, remember all those rap songs about black cops? I, how uh, they used to complain black cops yeah. were worse than, yeah, I remember the old KRS one. Uh, yeah. Uh, the old Boogie Down production. Ice Cube as well. Yeah. Yeah. He had one too. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Oh, oh, um, Brand Nubian had one, uh, Black and Blue. They had that one too. So yeah, there was a bunch. So yeah, she got mad. She called me a misogynist. And I wasn't saying anything bad about black women. I wasn't saying that it was good to abuse them or whatever. I was just saying that patriarchy, it's like saying that black people can practice institutional racism. Like they can't. They can do name calling. They can do um they can be prejudiced and stuff, but they don't have access to the same things of power. And yeah, it was a very yeah, but but that's the um, you know you ever you, you know, yeah. I, I, sometimes I think about it and, and um, you know I remember that when you know they were saying black men are the white people of black people or whatever. Yeah. But then you look at a lot of those the, those so those Twitter feminist types. Yeah. The black Twitter feminist types, and you see them trafficking a lot of the uh, the uh, talking points of the alt-right and white supremacists, they use a lot of the same, when they're talking about black men. Yeah, you know what's interesting too? A lot, they use of, a lot of the same language. And- a lot of white liberals will um, retweet black feminists saying a lot of crazy stuff about 
black men, you know, and they can do that because the black women kind of, I call it thought laundering. You know, there's money laundering, you know, there's like, there's money and you need it to come from a good source so that you can spend it. Like thought laundering is like, there's something that I need. There's some thoughts I need said that thoughts that I need are expressed, but I can't do it. But uh, a lot of times black feminists and, you know, black conservatives do it too. And, and stuff where they do a thought laundering where they uh, give, when the thought passes through them first, now it's now that thought is free for everyone else to uh, traffic in after it passes through their hands, they kind of launder it and make it, um, clean so yeah there's, there's a lot of that so i will say this though like, I like that I, term. yeah yeah i don't want to um be thought of as misogynistic but there is one thing that i do notice there's a lot of people and we've said this before there's a lot of people who don't like when i have my problems with um the intersectional online types is because not because i dislike feminism but because i dislike that they pretend to be feminists when their real agenda is to always kind of stir up this anti-black man division and this kind of thing where they create this zero-sum game where um, oppression is this finite resource that everyone's competing for, like this oppression Olympics. And if black men are getting any type of attention for being oppressed they're sucking up the oppression oxygen in the room and it's like a zero-sum game only one gender yeah. of black people can be um oppressed and if it's black men then we're somehow taking food out of there because a lot of people are strivers too like we're taking food out of their mouth like a lot of them are strivers they want to uh parlay it they want to get a bag you know what i mean they want to get um a hustle they want to get jobs. They want to get whatever. And they feel like if they're not constantly um, painting themselves as the most oppressed, they're not going to get the mic anymore from like, you know, white liberals. They're not going to get the jobs. They're not going to get the um, speaking engagements and the freelance writing gigs and stuff. It's a very opportunistic kind of view in my opinion. 